Hello everyone, welcome back to the Useless Doctors Book Club. I'm Hanshini. I'm Pooja. And I'm Sarah. And this is Season 4, Episode 5, our 50th episode. I cannot believe. So much enthusiasm. That was the like, <laughs> least excited woo I have ever heard. I know, oh my god. I don't know how to say that. Like, woo! I don't know. It's so weird to say. You don't have to say woo. <laughs> you can say something else. How do you sound excited? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> or you can say "good job, guys." I don't know. <laughs> okay, what we just said. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I can't believe we read so many books. Um, I think there was one episode we did a movie, so I think we've technically read 49 books or something like that, but very exciting. So because this is a special episode, we basically decided to do something, not just reading a book, but reading a book and a movie, um, watching a movie, which I chose Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, which was a movie that was released in 2021. Oh my god, sorry, 2022. And I really wanted to watch it. And I told Pooja to read the book, but then she never read the books. And then I decided to choose it for our podcast. So we would finally have an excuse. And it also came out on Netflix. So that helped out too. But yeah, I read this book. A while ago and i liked it so i wanted to see the movie um but yeah sarah and Pooja have not seen the movie or read the book till this past week and yeah i will turn it over to Pooja for a spoiler free summary okay so this book basically we're following our our main protagonist is uh this woman named kaya and she's known as the Marsh Girl. Um, and like the book takes place in kind of rural North Carolina, um, where this woman, Kaya, kind of goes like is b- basically kind of grows up alone, like by herself, fending for herself and spends a mo- majority of her time kind of learning from the marsh, basically. So she that's why she's known as the Marsh Girl. And she's kind of isolated from the town. She's kind of an outcast. Um, and the book kind of begins with um, this murder happening. And uh, this murder of this like very prominent person in the area. He's this prominent young man, former quarterback, like former football star of the high school named Chase Andrews. And he is found dead in the beginning and kind of the rest of the story is figuring out like Kaya's intersection with this person and kind of like, you know, figuring out what their relationship was and like who murdered Chase Andrews and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, but I mostly that, that kind of like is like one thread throughout the story, but most of it is kind of, I would say more of a character study on Kaya and like figuring out, like learning more about her, learning how like she thinks and views the world and like, there's a lot of like kind of biology elements as well where you know Kaya since she's kind of known as quote unquote one with nature um she like there's a lot of parts of the book where she's kind of you know learning from nature and like 
you know, kind of also is, I don't really know how to explain it without spoiling anything, but basically she is like, um, someone who is very into the environment and very into learning from nature itself, basically. Um, and yeah, and like, I don't know, it's a very interesting, I would say it's more of a character study, but there's also this plot line of a murder happening and like a courtroom, you know, legal drama slash courtroom situation going on as well. That was a really not cohesive <laughs> summary, but I feel like we'll get more into the spoilers in the spoiler section. So which will kind of like, you know, fill in all the gaps. Um, but yeah, but Sarah... Do you want to give us your spoiler-free review of this movie and book? Yes. So, I don't know. Either I'm getting, like, more lenient on my ratings or something, but I feel like I'm going to rate the book five stars. I, I don't know. It was really entertaining. It was really different from anything I've read before and I like the way it was told like so you had the past and you learned more about Kaya and then you had the future with her trial um and it was done in a way that was not confusing because I know sometimes when authors do that past and present it's like I don't understand where I am right now but I feel like it was super clear in this book and I don't know it was like really descriptive it really like you it had a lot of character development like you really understood Kaya and where she came from I feel like okay so I read half of the book before we watched the movie together and then watched the rest of the book I read the rest of the book after the movie and up until I, like, I think I read, like, yeah, up until watching, <laughs> I don't know, saying, watching the movie for the parts I've already read, I was like, this is a garbage movie. Like, I thought it wasn't doing the book justice at all. And then the parts I didn't read, I feel like the movie was really good. <laughs> so I feel like the book ruined the movie for me just because there were like so many things about Kaya and the characters in this book and that like the movie missed, which I get because it already is a two hour movie and I feel like you can't have everything, but I just feel like the book told it better. <laughs> so for that reason, I would rate the movie three stars, even though I feel like it could be better if I hadn't read the book before. Um, because I, I did enjoy it the second half of the movie. Um, but yeah, it was just, it didn't do it justice. Now, I, I usually don't read the book before I watch the movie. And I'm just wondering if that's what would happen every, every time you read the book before the movie. It makes me never want to do that. But so yeah, I would recommend the book over the movie. Unless you hate reading, then just watch the movie because it's good enough. <laughs> but Harshini, you recommended this. What do you rate the book in the movie? 
Yes. So I rated this book originally when I read it. I read it, rated it four stars. And I didn't do the whole like decimal point business because it was just on Goodreads. I rated it five, four stars. But I would say it's like, you know, not just 4.0 stars. Like I would say it's closer to five stars because I did really enjoy the book overall. I obviously recommended it. Um, and yeah, since I read it a while ago, I kind of like, went into the movie knowing generally like what happened but I do like feel like the you know kind of details that Sarah was talking about like the development of the characters and everything was like something that I don't remember as vividly obviously like I only remember the gist of it and you know as Pooja mentioned I feel like it was it was a good mix of like having that kind of murder <laughs> mystery aspect of it that I always enjoy but also like really focusing on this character which is why unlike other kinds of like character studies or things that are like too focused on people like I I still had something that I was interested in and I felt like Kaya was a really interesting character like I was really drawn to her story in the beginning like especially like her childhood and kind of how she became the woman that she is just living alone in this marsh and everything and all the stuff that happens after but yeah I I read like a few pages of the book of just the beginning of her childhood before watching the movie and I think especially that part of the movie I was like you just like I don't know like kind of ran through her childhood and just like her mom leaving was a big part of um the story but it was kind of quick and and especially like her brother leaving and things like that hopefully those are not spoilers they happen really early so I'm gonna say they're not spoilers but yeah some of the like important things that happen in the beginning I feel like because of the length of the movie and everything that had to be covered were really rushed so in that same way I would say the movie was definitely not as good um I don't know I would give it probably like three to three point five stars I think it like Sarah said it was probably a good movie on its own but it's just comparing to the book that it's based off of it's not as good I will say that I think in general it at least stuck to the book for the most part there were a couple things that were changed and you know some arguably kind of significant things but I think overall like the fact that I was not like oh there was this big thing that was super different in the movie like when they try to change the ending or something <laughs> like I don't like that so I'm glad they didn't do that but yeah I, th I thought um the movie was pretty all right and I would obviously recommend the book as I did for this podcast and the movie I would only recommend if you're the type of person that wants to watch the movie after reading the book or if you like Sarah said don't like reading books but for me I feel like if I've read a really good book and then there's a movie or a show if I'm satisfied with the book I sometimes don't want to read or watch the movie or show which I think in this case you should follow that and not bother with the movie if you don't really care for it but yeah I think that is it Pooja what did you think so I watched the movie without reading the book and then read the book. 
So I'm in a different category. So I like went into the movie not knowing anything other like literally I thought the main character's name was Jody because the first chapters was titled Jody and I was like, oh okay. <laughs> that is not the case. Um but yeah, so I really didn't know anything. As a movie alone, it's not a bad movie. It's actually pretty interesting. There's a lot of different stuff going on. All the acting was good. Um so like as a standalone movie, it's perfectly fine. Um and I'm someone actually I'm not going to say that. That's a spoiler. No, okay, never mind. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but but yeah, but I think as a movie it's it's just like if you just saw it just as like a movie and you didn't know there was a book associated with it, it's probably like a decent movie. I thought it was good. I think I definitely like the book better because it offers more insight into like what a character is thinking whereas a movie just like physically can't do that um and like again the runtime is a big thing where like things get cut or things get shortened but like in a book you don't necessarily have that problem so you can like really dive more deeply into what a character's thinking what their motivations are how they might be you know like what the relationships like how relationships develop it you there's a lot more space within a book to develop that whereas in a movie that's just not the case so yeah i definitely like the movie better or sorry the book better i gave the book five stars also the writing was great um i do think that the writing is slightly pretentious but i also don't really care <laughs> I don't mind. Clearly the author knew exactly what they were talking about. Like I also read that the author themselves is like a scientist, like a wildlife scientist. Like they've spent a lot of time in the outdoors studying animals, studying plants. So like they know what they're talking about. Like so yeah. So I mean it's like, you know, very well informed and the characters are interesting. I did have a few qualms about Kaya, the main character. And I don't think these are spoilers, but I do think that like Kaya is like a caricature of a person. I don't think she's like a real person. Like they just make her seem as if she's like this like wild young woman living in the woods and like she raised herself and like she knows. And I was just like, I don't no like I think if you lived in so much isolation for so many years you would act way differently than Kaya does and Kaya seems like relatively well adjusted to society for someone who lives so isolated away from people and yeah she like does have friendships and relationships but like still I don't know I just think like the uh, clearly like the author was trying to portray her as this like free-spirited young woman living in the marshland in North Carolina fending for herself and I was and then like everyone kind of like sees her as like this like mythical being almost and I get it like I understand where the author was going with it but I also think I'm like I don't know I feel like that's not necessarily extremely realistic but I also I don't think it really matters I think the story is good with or without that and like even though it is a character study it's very clearly trying to the the story like the book is makes a point at the end like there's like a very clear moral lesson type of thing happening and like i think the author did a good job of relaying that so yeah i have a lot that was a very vague again <laughs> we're gonna talk a lot in the spoiler section <laughs> um but yeah i would give the movie four stars the book five stars i don't really 
the the book just i think the movie as harshni said i think the movie is obviously like sticks very closely to the book so it's kind of like if you watch the movie you basically read the book however i think the book just really provides much more insight and explanation for things that happen in the movie that maybe aren't explained as well or shown as well um but yeah that's that's the gist that's what i have nice i was like wow i could i ruined another five stars i feel like i did that myself another time for a book i recommended and i was the only one who generated five stars but that's fine i will i will be honored anyway because that's just my own decision so. <laughs> i mean this doesn't this isn't an episode with the triple crown so sorry harshini you ruined that for yourself but i know i know i did that to myself which is okay because i can still feel proud that you guys liked it <laughs> <laughs> okay it's much easier to get five stars when you already read the book that's true yeah that's fair that's fair this is why this doesn't get the triple crown triple crown happens when you don't know and you accident like you don't know anything and then you get five stars <laughs> that's when those are the episodes that you get triple crown on true I'm marking them honestly because i want to go back and listen to those <laughs> which ones got the triple crown yeah i don't remember which ones did um but Pooja, would you like to oh okay if you'd like to read the book or watch the movie you can pause the podcast here and then come back for your thoughts or if you weren't sold on it you can keep listening and we will tell you all of our thoughts um Pooja, since you're very fresh on what just happened in this book would you like to spoil the entire plot for us Yes, really? yes, I I will because I read it a few hours ago. Um, <laughs> okay, so basically, the thing that I kept dancing around when I was giving the summary is that Kaya is the person who ends up being charged with Chase's murder. So basically, at the beginning of the book, as I mentioned earlier, Chase Andrews, like the prominent townsperson, is found murdered or he's found dead. They don't know if he was murdered or not because he was found. There's this fire tower and he seemingly fell from the fire tower. They don't know if he was pushed or if it was like there was like a faulty gate situation happening. So he might have accidentally fell. Um, and like Chase, like that was a spot that Chase frequented. So it's not odd that he would be at this location. So basically he falls, dies. People are the police are trying to find out who did it. There's a few pieces of evidence that kind of link Kaya to Chase, but nothing like substantial per se. But because of Kaya's reputation as this outcast marsh girl person, a lot of the townspeople already kind of have thought of her as guilty before being proven innocent, that sort of thing. So she gets arrested um, out on this like kind of like basic ass evidence not really super substantial no one that like nothing that like clearly links her to this crime but she gets arrested and there's a trial um that is you know uh happening where she is you know being there like 
there's a trial, murder trial, basically. And she's kind of the defendant. And as Sarah mentioned, like it goes kind of, it alternates between the past and the present. So in the present, there's this trial happening. And then every other chapter is kind of like a chapter from Kaya's past where you see her grow up without her family. So her mother kind of, her parents were um, like her mom was, uh, you know, a victim of domestic violence by her husband and um, or Kaya's father and like eventually leaves because the abuse gets in violence gets so bad and then one by one all her siblings also leave and like her brother her older brother who she's extremely close to Jody he also ends up leaving um, and like and then it's just kind of her and her father for some time and like her father like is extremely abusive he's violent he drinks a lot but there's like some period of time at least in the book they show that there's some period of time where he's like stops drinking and then ends up kind of like teaching Kaya a little bit about fish and about like the nature and like you know teaches her how to like you know drive their boat and everything but then eventually he also leaves so Kaya actually ends up living by herself when she's like nine years old alone and she tries to go to school she gets made fun of at school so she doesn't ends up she only goes to school like one day and like never goes again um deciding to learn from nature like so yeah so anyway like she kind of like fends for herself she sells she like collects like mussels and clams and like other like fish and stuff and like sells them to this like local supermarket um in exchange for like you know basic food items and like gas for her boat and all that sort of stuff um and then she lives like that for a while and then she befriends this dude named tate who is like a neighbor um and he's like the only person who's like very kind to her and he's like four years older than her i think um and then he ends up teaching her how to read and write and then that's how she kind of learns that sort of stuff and then they end up like becoming friends and then they end up getting into a romantic relationship. But then he ends up going to college and he never comes back. And then she's all heartbroken because she's like, oh, my God, men, shit. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then we find out that like a few years pass and like all of these chapters are interspersed with this murder trial also happening. Um and like and then we find out that Kaya also like Chase Andrews um sees Kaya one day and like becomes interested and then they begin a sort of romantic relationship but like it's very Kaya's kind of like she's like kind of into him but not really into him she still likes Tate but like she's you know just likes the fact that someone is with her like she's a very lonely person and someone is you know making her not feel lonely and like is happy to be around her and that sort of thing and she kind of just like falls into that and then we find out that Chase is actually already engaged to be married to someone else. And then Kaya finds this out and she gets really angry. And then she's like, fuck you. And then it's like, that's the end of that relationship. But like, he still kind of follows Kaya and is like, no, like, it's okay. Like, I'll get married, but like, let's stay together. Like, And then she's like, no, thank you. But then she also like publishes a book. So Tate ends up coming back and like, they don't, become friends or anything but he sees her and then he's like you should publish all this research that you've done in the marsh like you know with all of the reading skills that he gave her and everything or and he didn't give her that but like he taught her and then he um so she ends up like writing several books about marsh life and like wildlife and like they're more like research-based 
Um, and then, you know, she publishes them, she earns money and like, she ends up like, you know, earning enough to like live off of and all this sort of stuff. Then we, by the time both kind of timelines intersect is when this murder happens, basically. So both timelines intersect and basically we spend the rest of the book in this murder trial seeing what happens. And um, so Kaya, like the big thing, the big reason why Kaya is linked to Chase's murder, there's a couple. One is that there's like this whole like red fiber thing where basically certain red fibers were found on chase's jacket that are that same those same red fibers are from a hat that kaya has and that hat also has kaya's hair in it so like that is like the forensic evidence that links the two of them together the other thing is that like someone overheard kaya like so basically chase at some point attempts to rape kaya and she fends him off and she yells at him like i will literally kill you if you come near me ever again and someone overhears that so they're like oh she has motive because she was like very clearly angry at this person and then the other thing is that this whole necklace where basically chase like kaya when they were together gave chase a necklace with like a seashell necklace and then he wore it every day, never taking it off for like years. But then when he is found dead, that necklace is gone. And they're like, well, he had it before he died when he was at home. But then when he died, the necklace was no longer there. So where is that necklace? And um, Chase's mom thinks that Kaya was the one who like took this necklace. So those are like the three main things that kind of link her. But then in kaya's defense the main like the main reason why she wouldn't she would be innocent in this crime is the fact that she wasn't even in town when the murder happened because she was meeting one of her book publishers in like a neighboring town and she that was like an overnight thing so she was like away for most of the day or like she like left the day before and then came the day after he died so like why would she come in between and like take the bus back here and all that sort of stuff to like kill Chase and then go back there and meet her publisher for breakfast or whatever. So there's that whole thing as well. Then trial ends. Kaya ends up being found not guilty because the jury is just like, you know, there's no real evidence to connect the two and you know we kind of all had these preconceived notions about who kaya was but in reality she's just like a very you know quiet reserved person who likes to spend time by herself in the marsh and like she's never done anything bad to anyone people just you know didn't understand her therefore thought she was scary and that sort of thing and like the author was really trying to like push this idea of like their preconceived notions, their prejudice prejudice against this person before even knowing this person led to a woman growing up in complete isolation with like no real familial love other than those of like friends and, you know, foster parent type of situations. Um, but yeah, but then Kaya, you know, she ends up like being acquitted. She's like not guilty and everything she lives. And then she kind of reconciles with Tate and they live together for like the rest of their lives and like happily in their little marsh house or whatever 
Then Kaya dies like when she's older, she's like in her late 60s or something. And that's when she dies. And then Tate, you know, all like funeral happens, all that sort of stuff. And Tate's kind of like looking through some of her shit um, in their house. And she he finds like a notebook or like some sort of book. And in the book is the seashell necklace. And then he's like, fuck. <laughs> did she actually kill chase andrews and then it's like assumed that she did actually kill chase andrews and got away with it basically and then um hid that seashell necklace inside like her personal belongings or whatever so that no one would ever find it and then basically um she also in the book at least she also like keeps uh she like keeps reciting like poetry from this person named Amanda Hamilton. And then at the end, we realize that Kaya is Amanda Hamilton, who's been like publishing these poems under a pseudonym. And one of the poems, a like describes Chase's death, but like doesn't necessarily say it's Chase's death. Like, but it's like very clearly like describing the death. So Tate wanting to protect Kaya, like burns all the poems and like, gets rid of this seashell necklace so that no one will ever know what actually happened. And that's kind of how the book ends. So yeah, that was a long summation, but I think I spoiled pretty much the important parts. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, for the ending, did you guys think that he was like, like, based on Tate's reaction, I, I, like, wasn't sure if he was, like, scared of her or if he was, like, all right, that's okay. <laughs> like, when he found out that she killed, well, probably killed Chase. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, especially in the movie, it kind of felt like he he was just shocked, but I don't no like i don't really think the movie like gave much of an insight on him but i think in the book just be based on the fact that he was still trying to protect her and everything and i mean she obviously already passed away so it's like more her reputation i guess um but i feel like i guess i don't really know how much he knew i mean yeah i since I haven't read the book in a while and it wasn't definitely in the movie but like did Tate know actually yeah wasn't it did Tate know that Chase yeah because I think she hid it from everyone that Chase like almost raped her so I feel like oh wait what? I mean I she she he both in the book and the movie he sees like bruises on her and then he's just like, where did those come from? And she's like, no, leave. And but like in but then in the book, at least we find out like he knows, like, I think Chase might have done something or that sort of thing. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. So I guess like I yeah, I feel like as long as he kind of had a sense of why she might have done it. Like, I also think she, he he probably knows that like she's not a terrible person person or anything and I think he probably still believes that but I feel like yeah it definitely didn't make it super clear in the movie so I feel like I feel like he it's one of those things that's just shocking and it makes you question a person a little bit but I think she did have 
especially from what we know, like actual reason for it. Um, and yeah, I think, well, I don't know, Pooja, do you want to answer that too? Answer what, whether she had actual reason for it? No, 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 like what, what he thought. Oh, what, like did, t- did Tate? Tate? I think yeah. like, I think Tate wasn't necessarily scared of her because like at that point she had already died. So it was like, maybe he was like re-questioning, like I lived with this person for like 40 years, <laughs> like, you know, uh I clearly I didn't know her as well as I thought I did but then I also think that he it's very like in the movie they don't really explain this as well it's just they didn't have the time to explain it but like in the book like they really show Tate and Kaya's relationship like progress like obviously they both you know when they're both like teenagers they both really love each other and everything but then he goes to college and like when he comes back like she doesn't like immediately forgive him right like she spends a like he spends a lot of time just like trying to get close to her again but like not necessarily even like aggressively like he like shows up and then he says hi and then like he gives her like publishers and then he she like gives him a book like when it first gets published and like it, assuming like certain like several years pass i think between like when he comes back and when they actually get together again for the second time like there is like a there's like a period of time where they're just kind of in flux and he kind of realizes that like what kind of person she is and like you know is not I, I think they spend they spend a lot of time like trying to figure themselves out in relation to each other and then finally they get back together again but like I think uh he kind of comes to this understanding where he's just like I will like you for whoever you are like I think that's what it is because in the beginning like when he first leaves her he's just like she will never fit into my world like she's her own person and that sort of thing but then by the time they get together again like he's like completely like i know what kind of person you are now and i'm okay with that and that's good and like i love that for you and like i love you as you are and all that sort of stuff so i think i think he's a very devoted person like very loyal I think from his characterization, at least in the book, he's shown to be an extremely loyal person. So, like, I don't think he was scared. I think he was just like, out. Everything he did at the end was just more out of loyalty to Kaya than anything else. Yeah. I. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. Okay. No, I was gonna ask, like, because yeah, I feel like in the like I don't know from what I remembered about the book I kind of felt like we didn't get as much but maybe I just these are the details I'm forgetting of like um Kaya kind of being like like her reasoning around the murder being more of just how she has seen her mom be like this victim of violence and like be driven away because of that and you know I mean obviously also seeing when her mom lived at her house like how much of a power imbalance it was and everything and she didn't want to have that with Chase but like also the whole like I know there was like the whole nature kind of relationship to it but yeah from 
the book I was interested in like how because I don't know I I remember when I read the book I kind of felt surprised that she was murdered like it it didn't like I think it was supposed to be shocking but like I didn't I was kind of like confused at the end even though I think there was reasoning to it but maybe it's just because I knew that she was the murderer in the movie I kind of saw more of the like okay this is why she would have done this but how did you guys especially knowing the ending of the book like how did you guys feel like the reasoning was shown yeah I honestly wish it was one of the things I wish I had read the book before I watched the movie like read the book entirely because I was like wondering whether I'd act, I'd be surprised by that. I mean, when I watched the movie, I was definitely surprised that she was the one. And I kind of had an inkling the whole time that she actually had done it. But um yeah, to me there was like enough reasoning where I was like especially cuz I guess they didn't show this in the movie, but in the book she was like always amazed about death in the marsh and like the circle of death and stuff like that and talking about how death is like i just like i don't i don't know exactly how she described it but like nothing that's bad it's just the cycle of things and that things need to die so to me it was like oh she doesn't view death as like this bad thing and so I wouldn't be surprised if she did kill him because of, like, I don't know how she views death. And especially because she was always like, he's just not going to stop. I need to do something. Cause, like, because she was scared of him because he would always come and look for her at her home. And, like, like he tried to rape her and stuff. And she's like, this is, like, my dad, like, I have to make this stop. So I was like, I feel like I could put two and two together and know that she did it. But yeah, it was still surprising. But what did you think, Pooja? I like this, like very morally ambiguous of me, but I really like when people get away with shit. If they're like, if I'm on their side, like if they're like bad, like if if they're portrayed as like a terrible character or a terrible person, then I'm not on their side. But like if they're if we're like on their side and like, you know, like they're portrayed as the person that we should be rooting for and they get away with something, I'm like kind of like, oh, okay. Like I, I like this, you know? It's just entertaining. But the thing is, I didn't see the whole like she thought of death as some like not a big thing but more just like a part of life and that sort of thing I didn't necessarily see that but it did feel like there was like a prominent theme of like Kaya being able to like evade people or like uh skip out on shit so like they keep talking about like yeah she like you know would always run away from like the people who wanted to uh, get her to go to school or like the foster care people or like the, like the social workers or like the people trying to like get something from her house or I don't know like there were so many things that like and they kept talking about how she would have even like the police like they were like she can always evade us like somehow she can get away with it and just like go and that sort of thing but on the other hand 
I did feel like the ending took away from like the whole point that was being made in the trial, which is like, don't judge this person based on like whatever prejudice you have. Like, don't, you know, like, uh, like she, this person, because you shunned her from your own society, you know, she has grown up very isolated and that's like impacted her, like, you know, it's impacted her life and all this sort of stuff. And she never felt love and that sort of thing. But then at the end to be like, oh, she was actually the murderer. So like they were right the entire time, um, which is like, I feel like defeating part of the purpose where it's like, okay, so she did actually murder someone. But then, okay, here's my other thought. I was also like, what if she didn't murder him? What if she just found the necklace and then just took it and kept it? Well, but I don't know, because she also had the poem. Yeah, but like that could have been a poem, right? Like we, we know she's a poet. Like she's written so many poems about other things. Like you should have literally just written a poem. Like a person wrote a murder story. That doesn't mean that they did the murder. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. For me, it feels like she kind of had to because, like, you really think he would just fall like that? And I feel like she would be the perfect person to do the murder because she knows so much about the marsh and how to cover her tracks. So, but do you I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like if, if I read this book and she didn't do it, I would rate it four stars. Yeah, I like the I like the fact that she did because I was like, oh, she got away with it for so long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um I mean the book was interesting, but I think it added another level to the book to find out that she did actually do it. It fits the vibe. But I agree with what you're saying that it kind of detracted from the whole message that was like she's different, but that doesn't mean she did it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I feel like, I mean, I guess the argument I would make for that is more that they were kind of, because no one knew what Chase did to her. And I don't need, like, okay, I think they knew, like, about the relationship and obviously knew that, you know, he was engaged and probably that she didn't know that or whatever. But I feel like if people understood more of her like fear of him and stuff it's it's kind of like i don't know i i think there's the whole like when when you have this kind of victim of abuse situation like like it's almost like a defense argument so you know it wasn't like she was maliciously murdering him like you know i don't know someone just randomly murdering someone or someone just not liking someone or i don't know like some some other justification but i feel like that's what everyone else assumed or like they just assumed she was you know off for whatever reason and so that's why so i feel like even though it's you know if if everyone found out that she did do it like they would still judge her and they wouldn't really get that but i think for the audience it's more like yeah she like, we know more about her, so we know that, you know, like, like we can feel okay about her murdering this guy. Like, we're not all of a sudden like, oh, we hate Kia, Kaya. I feel like whenever I think of the book, I always think Kia, but it's Kaya, according to the <laughs> Um But yeah, I think, I think that 
is like I don't know I I agree with Sarah in that I feel like finding out that she did it is a nice end to the book and if the book ended a different way it would be like less interesting no I copied and pasted our chat from watching the movie and like I was just like scrolling through all of this and like I feel like our reaction to finding out that like <laughs> like you know the whole like trial and everything and Harshini every single time she's like I'm not saying anything <laughs> she was like just so you know like she could have done that like she like in the in the trial part when like the prosecutor is like oh Kaya could have like gone from this town to that overnight bus and then killed him and then got on a bus and made it in time for the 7 30 a.m breakfast and I was like that doesn't make any sense and then Arshini's just like I don't know she could have <laughs> like then I was like okay so she did it didn't she <laughs> no I I like also remember when that happened in the book and stuff I don't know like or because obviously then at that point in the trial it was like yeah she was found not guilty I was just like wow she really thought this through I don't know when you like think back on like the hoops that she would have had to go through to do it in this way and it did you know make her seem much less um of a suspect that because she was supposed to be at this conference and I don't know when I was watching the movie with the full context I was kind of like oh okay so like she probably chose to do it that way because she was at this point of like okay I need to like deal with this but I don't know she I guess is smart enough to do it in a way where she's not it's not like she wouldn't have an alibi or anything but I don't know it's still like some high level thinking and like lots of effort that she went through so I don't know like I I don't know how I fully feel about that that's one of the things where I'm kind of like I don't know like it just it's like you convinced us that she didn't do it and then you said that she did it and you have to like go back through and make sure it still makes sense yeah she had to jump through a lot of hoops for that (laughs) like A lot of things had to work in her favor for that to occur. (laughs) Don't just like that. But I'm also like... I was like, I feel like this is too good to be true. Like, though, like, how does she, how does it happen that the one time she leaves, like, the tide is right and then the waters are the right direction to make her boat go fast? Maybe that's what happens every night. But I was like, how could she pull that off? You know what I was thinking about, actually, like, while reading this entire book? I was like, how does climate change factor into this story? (laughs) I was just like, you, like, I mean, okay, like, the whole idea, so, I don't know if you guys know this, but, like, I grew up, like, in what is considered, like, marshland in New Jersey, so, like, in, um, old bridge is considered like marsh like parts of old bridge are considered marshland it's like kind of close to the ocean and like parts of it is considered marshland so like houses sink like in old bridge and as in like over time the house will like slowly go into the earth like (laughs) and like that like over 10 15 years that happens and like this girl's house is existing for hundreds of years really 
like in a action in like legit marsh marsh and like she uses a boat to get everywhere i was like wow maybe it is sinking but it's slow enough that it doesn't matter oh but like how do you use a boat to get literally every i was like your boat would be destroyed by now like and she's like yeah i've been using the same boat like i have a different motor but like use the same boat and i was like that boat is made out of like wood yeah it's metal oh fine whatever it would get all rusty (laughs) and like there was like so many things where i was just like is this underwater right now like this isn't even realistic (laughs) but then i also realized that the book takes place like 1960 which is a different time but still in my head i was like that's what i was thinking i was really wondering when the book takes place (laughs) Like, like i didn't know sometimes it's like this feels like modern era it does it does when she was like talking about like cut off shorts i was like did they wear cut off shorts in 1965 well i don't know about the fashion but i was like the technology kind of seems like it's in um, yeah honestly there was some there was like definitely one part where i was like this does not seem well like the whole forensics thing i was like did they have this kind of technology in 1965? yeah <laughs> together in the movie Loki, she was dressed as though she was dressed in modern day. I feel okay. I yeah, I think in the in general, the movie did a horrible job at depicting her. Yeah, I was like, how did she get bangs? Who gave this girl bangs? Yeah, she just looked like a normal person that was in everyday society. Everyone looked like that person though. would look like that too, but like. I don't know. I was like, you could try a little harder. Every, even, all, both dudes, like Chase and Tate, both look like they 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 look like 2023 or 2022 people. Like they they don't look like this in 1960s. The, both of the their point. haircuts were way too modern. <laughs> Wait, maybe the movie did take place in modern times. No, they had little timestamps that said 1960 or whatever. That's how I knew that the story. <laughs> The 1960s. Maybe the movie got me mixed up because I was like, the movie feels modern. This is supposed to be modern day, or is it not? Her clothes just look way too modern in the movie. I was like, yeah, they also didn't fit the description of the book because the book is like, oh, her clothes don't fit right. Like they're super oversized. I don't know all this stuff, and then her clothes are just like normal everyday. Clothes. Like, literally, I feel like I saw that in the store recently. Like the same outfit, and I was like. I've seen this in the mall. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, the whole forensic thing, I was like, is that, that seems more modern. I don't think they had this technology in 1960 where they can match fibers from a hat to fibers on a jacket. True. Oh, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I had another, um, Okay, so I kind of talked about my qualm with uh, Kaya being a caricature of a person and not a real person. But I also had a qualm about, like, her relationships with everyone in the book, in the movie also. So, like, so with her, like, in the book, Kaya and her dad have, like, 
they i mean kaya's dad is like portrayed as a bad person but he also has like some redeeming quality to him where he kind of like teaches her a few things in the beginning and like when he's not drinking and he's like kind of a decent dad almost a little bit but not exactly but like he has a bit of a redeeming quality and then jody we don't necessarily see jody a lot like directly interact with kaya but we see kaya reflecting on all the lessons that she learned from jody in the book whereas in the movie i swear to god this dude comes out of nowhere and it's just like hi i'm your brother <laughs> which i'm like i don't understand why did you even have to include jody as a character like at least in the movie it didn't even make any sense because it was just like he just he like was there for like 0.5 seconds in the beginning where he leaves and then he shows up again at the towards the end where he's like a soldier and then he's just like oh yeah and then they had to include that whole plot line of like her mom dying which i was also like this is kind of irrelevant and like kaya and her mom barely interact in the movie but like she's seemingly such a huge character because kaya keeps remembering her mom in the book they also barely interact like in the book she leaves within like the first chapter and then but like the entire thing is that Kai is reflecting on that. So I think like her relationships, the only person we see kind of like their relationship from start to finish is Tate and Chase Andrews, I guess. Even Jumpin'. But like, I don't know. I just feel like they, maybe the point is about all about like how she grew up in isolation. But I also feel like... For at least the family part, like there's so many. All we see is what she learned from the family. We never see them actually interact with the family, if that makes sense. I feel like I, because I remember, like, I didn't read all the way through, like, her interactions with Jody in the beginning before, like, the recent time I read it. But I feel like. I was also really annoyed with the fact that he was just like barely I don't know because I feel like in the book at least it was clear that they were close I think you know it probably didn't go into it as much as it could have but like I still knew that like this was her closest sibling and then he I don't know I feel like maybe he, it's just when he comes back and then he's like oh I I saw your book in a store and all that but I, I feel like at least there was some closer relationship that I thought was cute but I, I feel like in the book it was almost assuming that we knew that they were super close but he just says one word to her in the beginning <laughs> like he actually tells her like her he's leaving I think that's the only thing we get from him and then yeah he like comes back and everything but yeah i don't know i feel like i feel like with the mom i didn't really need to see them interact as much because i feel like it's just uh you know that's my mom like she's so young like it's just you know you need your mom like it's not it doesn't have to be like oh i'm closer to my mom than you know like this other person is when they're because I feel like when you're young it's just like you hang out with your like your mom just does everything for you and I guess her mom probably didn't do as much for her I don't know but like in terms of just caring for her and you know obviously with going through all of the abuse but I feel like that 
is less of a thing that I would have wanted more, but I do feel like, I don't know. I think also the, in the book, the relationship with Chase, like I remember just seeing like a, um, some of the things that were different. It was like, I think she was a little bit more in pursuit of Chase than the movie showed, but the the movie just made it seem like Chase just went for her. I don't know if you guys got that too from the book, but I think online somewhere I did say that the book was a little more like two-sided, but I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, Tate and her relationship is definitely the one that's best developed, but I don't know. I was also like not too, too mad about it because I feel like, like you said, it is more about her and the other characters are important to her story, but I feel like it's not as, I don't know, it's like they're only important for whatever impact that they had. And it would be nice to see her interact with more people in general, but she didn't, it's like not the majority of her time, I guess. Yeah, or go ahead, Sarah. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I agree. I feel like the movie only really included her mom and Jody because they were... Like, I feel like they were a pretty big part in the book because she was always talking about, like, that's what made her her, like, because she was abandoned by people that she really liked. So, I mean, she brought them up a lot, saying she missed them and stuff. So, I feel like they were really big in the book, and then the movie was like, well, we can't just not include them. So, they just included it, and then half-assed it because they didn't have enough time or something <laughs> but yeah that's all I was gonna say what are you gonna say Pooja? I was just gonna say that like I agree with the thing about maybe like the mom like it maybe not necessary to like totally include that much about the mom per se because it's just kind of a little bit more assumed like of course you would miss her mom but I also think that like the I don't know. I also find it interesting that like Jody, like when he comes back, like his main thing is that he needs to tell her that like, oh, their mom passed away a couple of years ago. And yeah, the other thing, this is unrelated to any of this, but I remember it was like a prominent discussion point when we were watching the movie, uh, how they casted Chase and Tate to look exactly the same. And then I was just like, are they trying to show that she has a type <laughs> because they actually legitimately there are a few scenes where I was like that's the same guy like that's the same how am I supposed to tell the difference like and the other thing is that in the book they keep talking about how like Tate wears a hat but he didn't even wear a hat in the movie like he just looked like a dude with like I was like what the heck yeah no I think sometimes he wore that red hat I don't it's know why. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I don't even remember. I can't even, if you ask me to think about what their faces look like, I was like, I can't even tell the difference. I can remember Tate because I think he's been in something else I watched. At least his face seems super familiar. I don't remember Chase's face, though. I guess the same. I don't remember his face, too. Yeah, they're probably, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was also wondering, like, they literally, like, 
I, yeah, wondering why they essentially have the same person. I mean, they could have at least had, like, different colored hair or something. No, I mean, the whole thing is that, like, in the book, they keep talking about how they both have blonde hair. And they always talk about Kaya having black long hair. The actress in the movie did not have black hair. She did have long hair. (laughs) She did have long hair, but she had bangs. How did she have bangs? Who gave her bangs? (laughs) The biggest thing for you. Also, I don't know. I feel like, like, I don't know. I feel because she definitely comes from a white family and I'm like, I don't even know. Are do white people have natural black hair? I've never. Yeah, Irish do. That's like a whole thing. Really? Yeah. In Ireland, they're... like they, they, um, like if you are like pure Irish or whatever, quote unquote pure Irish, you have black hair. I don't know why. I always thought they had red hair. Interesting. I mean, I guess there are Irish people with red. Like, I think that is like a stereotype. But like, it's like a. If I, I this is this is just knowledge from reading a lot of Irish fiction. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, no, like it, Irish with black hair is like a is like a thing. Like it, a lot of people in Ireland have black hair. But, I see. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures now, and I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> um but yeah yeah i feel like when i forgot about it when i was watching the movie but yeah i definitely remember in the book thinking like oh she was watching um but yeah i feel like i don't know the the thing with the hat and like some some things and i guess all movies do this it's like there are simple things that are not a time thing it's just following the description i'm pretty sure actually i don't know the yeah, because I think Reese Witherspoon was involved in, like, producing the movie and stuff. And, like, I feel like the author would have been involved, too. So I always wonder, you know, if there are simple, small things, why don't you just do them? But I don't know. I mean, I didn't think that the acting was good all around. Like, I, I think they, you know. And I feel like the the actress, like, I the actress who plays... Um, Kaya in the, in the movie uh she's like a british act, uh, actress and she's playing like this north carolina marsh girl which i thought was hilarious but um i've seen her in uh the show normal people which is based off of the book normal people um and like she was really good in that also but like yeah she i, I don't know i kind of like her like i think she's i think she's younger than us guys <laughs> I hate it when you say that. <laughs> Wait, really? I didn't know. Yeah. Wait, I gotta, I gotta look this up now. Hold on. I know yeah, she's definitely younger than me, but I, I don't know if she's younger than you, Harshin. Okay, no, she's like, <laughs> she's older than Harshini, but younger than me and Sarah. <laughs> but like by months. Nice. By months. She's, she's not that much younger than us. Like. Yeah, so she's basically our age. Yeah, she's yeah, I mean, I was thinking that, like, oh, she looks like she is, you know, 20-something. I don't know. I feel like because she was supposed to be. I don't, I forget how old she is when she meets Tate. I feel like there's, like, a four-year like gap. In, 15. 
15 or she i mean she like meets him like much because he's yeah. friends with her brothers which means when they're really young but like she when they like start dating like he's 19 and she's 15 which i was like that's illegal but you know what it's the marsh what am i supposed to do and it's like the 1960s and i feel like they didn't really look like that in the movie like they didn't try to make them look younger <laughs> they just looked old i remember we were talking about the men especially look so old but um what was i gonna say oh yeah the whole thing about kate being her brother's friend was not in the movie <laughs> right i mean they like mentioned it oh, oh okay yeah like, oh you were friends with jody like that oh, oh okay okay yes yes i guess but like they i feel like they were never together like it wasn't like kai saw jody and kate together yeah but i mean jody the the actor who played jody in as a young boy had exactly 10 seconds of screen time (laughs) to say i'm leaving and then he goes nice i wait let me look at my notes i had another qualm um Oh, <laughs> another thing that I wrote in my notes was she cuts her own hair in the book. <laughs> Does she? I don't remember them talking about that. There's like a scene when she's younger where she just like just chops it all off. Just like that. Oh, yeah. I feel like I can't remember that. So maybe she gave herself bangs. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people give themselves bangs. Listen. Maybe they should have looked worse, though. Like you know, yeah. Like, she you know, like, they, she had layers. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like layers a little more. Shouldn't have. They should have just made this her. lady barely has electricity. Like what? <laughs> she got a lot of time on her hands to learn how to do layers. <laughs> but like from what it's just like you gotta figure it out somehow like where's her mirror i feel like she probably has a mirror i don't know i think that's pretty much of an assumption actually but also her skin was like way too good for someone who lives in the forest <laughs> that's what i was thinking too but maybe the marshlands give you good skin it's like it's like the Dead Sea, but like marshlands. Sure, <laughs> the mud from the marsh. I mean, no, that mud mass is a thing. Yeah, like, it's all that time she spends with all those birds. <laughs> Your dream come true. <laughs> there was like a scene where all the birds were flying like towards them, and then Sarah was like, "Puja, your worst nightmare." <laughs> I was like, I would definitely freak out if all of them were flying in my direction, like towards me. But if they were just flying like in the sky, I'd probably be like, oh, nice. Like all those birds. Nuh-uh. You remember when Pitt was like overrun with birds? You were scared every time. Pitt was overrun with birds? (laughs) Yeah, it was literally so disgusting. Like it smelled so bad and there was bird poop. Like, Like the entire sidewalk was covered in bird poop. 
Yeah, but they weren't like they they were not like I'm saying like in the movie they were just like in the sky far away. Like they weren't oh. like on top of them. That's what I'm saying. Like if they were like coming towards me, I'd be like, no thanks. But they were like, you know, away in the okay. sky. In the sky where they belong. <laughs> not <I can't>. here. <laughs> Okay, you know how my what my other question was? This is just so this is just me asking dumb questions at this point. So Kaya's like really good at like painting and shit, right? And like she's like really artistic and that sort of thing. And like in the book they explain it as like for someone who learned how to read when they were 14 or 15, like the like visual drawings was like a way of how she kind of understood the world for a really long time which is why she kind of like honed her art skill or drawing skill and that sort of thing but like my question is she has so much like paint like and that sort of thing but until like she we figure out that like she still earns most of her income by selling like mussels and clams but then like and that's like enough to feed herself and like buy like oil for her or gas for her boat and everything. But like she doesn't earn like legit income income until she sells her first book. But she still paints like all the time. Where is she getting all these art materials? You know, actually, I thought of that too. And then I was like, you know what? I got to stop being nitpicking. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, especially because. When she was selling the mussels, she was, like, talking about how it's, like, barely enough to get, like, actual food and stuff. I was, like, how do you, like, paints are literally so expensive. Like, all the painting supplies are so expensive. Like, how do you do that and get good painting? Because you need good quality stuff. She needs, like, good paper, too. She needs, like, good quality paper also. Yeah. Questions? (laughs) It's a little loophole, but you know what? It's not super relevant to the story, so it's okay. Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad this is not inaugurating. <laughs> I still gave it five stars because I was like, the plot was good. But there are so many things, like, where does she get the paint from? Why are her clothes so nice? <laughs> where did she get the layers from? Who gave her the haircut? How is her skin so nice if she lives in the literal forest? How does she not get disease? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, if she's isolated, does that mean if she gets sick, she gets like, could die? Yeah, right? Especially in the 1960s where they didn't have, she didn't get vaccinated, I'm sure. I mean, I guess she did see jumping like every day, so. What, he gave her the vaccine? No, I'm saying she was exposed to viruses. (laughs) I guess she what if a tornado came? Her house would be destroyed. What are you on about? I'm just so, I'm just like, yo, this situation would not exist in today's climate. Like, it doesn't allow, the, she, her house would be destroyed. It would be like a, a health, like, it would be so many violations. So many violations would happen. Violations of what? Like housing violations and everything. Like they were like, this is this is not a sustainable place to live. Like you know, be so many things. Her house would probably that? be covered in moss, dude. Like that's good. Absorbs moisture. It's so much mold everywhere. 
No, you got the moss. <laughs> I guess if you live in the marsh, you know about these things. Whereas I'm like, this is why we, my other comment about like me telling my parents I want to live in a farmhouse and them being like, you wouldn't last five minutes in a farmhouse. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, after reading this book and watching this woman live in the marsh, I get it. I would not survive. <laughs> like one bird flies through the window i'd be like forget it <laughs> i'm moving i'm leaving i'm never coming back <laughs> oh my god if i saw a lizard forget it i'd be like oh a mouse oh no <laughs> uh, yeah I, there there's probably a lot of mice and probably a, it's, yeah a lot of wildlife going into her house since it's yeah, she, oh my god, there's that scene where, like, a full-on hawk was outside her window when she woke up, and I was like... Yeah, I'd be terrified of that. That happened to me. I told you when the ma of a hawk showed up on my little outside my balcony thing, mm. sitting on the railing, and I was, like, <laughs> internally freaking out. Even though there was, like, several layers of glass between us, I was like, no, thank you please go away and then i was like where do hawks come from in the middle of the city but yeah that's why their team is called atlanta hawks they are they exist here oh did you know that no i didn't or you know yeah because i want to know a whole lot about atlanta <laughs> <laughs> okay here's my other sorry one last womp that i wrote down we never see her wear this red fiber hat. That's <laughs> true. He does give it. But yeah. yeah, it is questionable. You know, that's why I thought for a second it was actually Nate that killed him. Like Nate found out <laughs> that he raped him. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Nate finds out that T. <laughs> T. <laughs> Tate, my God, I don't know who Nate is, but Tate finds out that Chase Chase tried to rape her, and then he gets mad, and then he murders her. And I remember he had that red hat, and I was like, "Oh, maybe it's Tate, Nate, Tate." <laughs> but yeah, that didn't happen. No, I, I also thought, I think I, like, speculated during the movie that Tate was the one who killed um, him because I also, because, like, I, I feel like they reconcile after, like, afterwards when, you know, they, like, after the whole trial and everything. And I was like, oh, maybe he'll, like, finally tell her that, like, he killed her, he killed him, like, for revenge or whatever. I don't know. But, no. That does not happen. Yeah, that I feel like that would have been a good ending too. Yeah, I would have supported. Been okay, I would have been okay with Tate killing him. Yeah, but mm, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think from beginning to end, Kaya's whole characterization is that she's an independent person, so she'll do her killing herself. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I also love how in the movie, like, Tate, like, asked her to marry him. And then she's just like, he's like, will you marry me? And then he's like, I mean, if you want to. <laughs> yeah. like, that was literally the funniest thing. <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah, and then she's like, aren't we married? Like, the geese? And I was like, the fuck? The fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I, I don't know enough about geese to understand that. It's like, geese don't get, you don't even have the concept of marriage. Like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, what the hell? Well, maybe they're <laughs> monogamous, are they? Yeah. That's know. different than marriage, right? Okay, but that's what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, do you want to be monogamous with me? I mean, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, going back to this whole red hat thing, now I'm wondering, why the heck did you bring this hat? Maybe it was cold. <laughs> like, maybe it was one of her disguises. I forget which disguises. Yeah. She- no, yeah. it's like a- it was like she was trying to be it. Like there was one thing where she like disguised herself as a man. Yeah, maybe that was it. She hiding her hair. Yeah, hung in this hat. It was Could not be. hard to use Kate's hat or, you know, this red hat where she went through all this other effort to, like, <laughs> not be suspicious. And I feel like she should have just got a different hat. Man. She could have burned the hat. Yeah. She could have just given it ba- back to Tate. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> back to Nate. Oh, Tate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I mean, he wouldn't have been charged with murder either just for one fiber. Yeah, and maybe he has an alibi too. I don't even know. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. So many, so many holes, but like still the story was good. So still gave it five stars. It's nice when the holes don't destroy the story. Also, what's a crawdad? Yeah, I never understood that either. Is that like a bird? Really good. I guess. I just assumed it was. If it's not a bird, then that'll change everything. Oh, oh my god. Oh wait, no. It like a I saw this gross looking thing and it's like it's not a crawdad, it's a crayfish. <laughs> no, I think crawdad is what they call a crayfish. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, it's like North Carolina. I think they explain it. Like, it's like North Carolina slang. Crayfish don't sing. Well, yeah, someone wrote that in a review on Goodreads where they were like, this title doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, these are gross. (laughs) I don't even want to Google it now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, they could be cute. I'm not a big glow. Oh, yeah, crawdad of. That's so weird. I don't like that anymore. I'm going to knock it down to four stars. <laughs> Fuck. Also, how can there be so many muscles? Like, the hell? Do they, the crayfish don't make any noise? Maybe it's like... Uh, they definitely do. I mean, marshland, like, listen, as someone who used to live in a marshland... <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay, no, the thing is, like, you hear a lot of, like, frogs and shit constantly like the frogs are always croaking but like it's not where the frogs sing right like i don't know what this crawdad is i mean it could just be the noise that they make and it's like some. but do they make a noise they're underwater aren't they no they they definitely like make some form of noise it's like a weird ringing sound i think well that doesn't sound like singing no, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Isn't, wasn't where the crawdad sang, like, in the book? Was it one of the poems? 
No, it's the last line of the book. Oh. You'll be like where the crawdads mm. or something. Like when yeah, I, I remember that because I feel like they said something like that in the movie. But I thought she wrote a poem, like a two at some point. But all right. I don't know. I'll just throw that in there. Make yeah. a cute title. I mean, it, you know what? It's okay. The story was still, the plot was still good. <laughs> Oh, and one more thing I was gonna say. Um. Oh, I think I was gonna say something about Kaya's smartness, where like the whole thing is that she learns to read when she's like fourteen or fifteen, learns to read and write when she's fourteen or fifteen, and then is all like, you know, oh, the power of books, and. Um, I thought that was a great romance starting, like start of a romance where like they bond over books. <laughs> That's your type of romance. I mean, yeah, I, I think I told you guys, like when I was watching the movie, I was like, I just want a romance to happen. Will there be a romance? But like it was, I mean, the romance was like, okay, I like Tate. I thought he was really realistic. I liked him more in the book than in the movie. In the movie, I feel like they did him a little bit. Like, they made they re reduced his character substantially. Whereas in the book, they kind of, like, showed that he actually made an effort and was like, no, I will, I will just stay here and be near you and, like, try to help you out if you need help, that sort of thing. But yeah, but, like, the whole, like, she learns to read really late and then, like, is, like, becomes an author... I thought that was that was like a nice, you know, full circle moment. But do people buy books about the marsh? You know, that's what I was wondering too. I was like, would I ever buy a book about like birds in a marsh? Like, no. No. I feel like it's like uh, you know, people who study it or like like I think of the majority of her sales are people who are interested in a topic for like research or whatever but then like i'm sure you know in the town and everything like or you know the people who like her book, her book like jody and stuff but yeah i'm i was also like i don't know i mean i get maybe it's just like a best-selling or like a popular book for the smaller audience but maybe she charged a lot for that book so she still made a lot of money yeah, she like redid her house or something like she must yeah. have a lot of money but the, also this is 1960s money in north carolina marshland so like cost of house is probably cheaper yeah. <laughs> i go through all this practical stuff yeah but i did like i i did like the revenge angle <laughs> therefore i gave this book five stars a solid criteria <laughs> you know all right those are all the uh nitpicky things that i had to say about this <laughs> i'm glad you got them off your chest so sounds like that is the end of episode of season four episode five where we read and watched where the crawdads sing and next week we are going to read one of our favorite authors that we don't understand why is popular 
Colleen Hoover. And we already read It Ends With Us. I don't even know what episode that was or season. This season one. I don't remember what episode though. Yeah, I was like, it was back, back in the day. So yeah, I guess season one. Um, I also don't remember what we rated it. I feel like I rated it pretty bad. I rated it much lower than you guys did. Because I remember that you guys, at least one of you gave it four stars. And I was like, two stars. Yeah, that would be Harshini. Because I definitely didn't like the book that much. But we are reading It Starts With Us, which is this sequel and we'll see if it gets better maybe you'll give it five stars Pooja. you never know i i don't maybe she took your criticism to heart and then (laughs) made it better i know that the the love story is between two different people and is not featuring the same couple from the first how is it a sequel no, I mean, the guy is different. It's a different guy. Isn't it, oh. isn't it, is it not the whole, the, I'm forgetting It's no, not the husband. It's Atlas? the childhood yeah. friend. Yeah, 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 him. Okay, I mean, I, I really liked him. He was the best character in the first book because he was the nicest guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought when you said that you were talking about, like, a totally different, because I feel like yeah. it was assumed that they were, like, at the end of the book, they were, like, but also, like, I don't... The whole reason I didn't like the first one is because they're just featured too much abuse. And I yeah. was... Just, it was just hard to read. I could not. I was like, no, thank you. I don't want to read this. Please. <laughs> Let's read some fluffy romance, not some hardcore shit. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't even a romance book. That was just a, a really sad story. <laughs> But this one, maybe it will be a romance book. I'll give it a shot. I'll see. I want to see Alice. You don't have the choice. <laughs> I know. I, I genuinely don't have the choice. I guess I have to. <laughs> yes, I'll get the audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> no! This one you gotta read. Um, wait, what? I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> you don't have a choice in anything, Pooja. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the the book and the media. Okay, I'll come. I'll it's I'll I'll recommend something the week after, and I already have my eye on this book about um toxic <laughs> toxic love, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> let's just add some more, <laughs> add some oh more. Oh my god, not choose a romance and choose that book. I don't know. I'm kind of in the mood for something messy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I am too, so you should definitely pick that <laughs> I just want to see meth occur. I don't want it to happen to anyone, <laughs> but I want to see it in like film or TV or book form. Just give me the mess. Yeah. But make it fun. <laughs> exactly. Okay, thank you for joining us for this episode, 50th episode. It's more enthusiasm than <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.